What is up, guys? Um, we are back with episode 68. It is just me today. Um, so probably going to be a little bit quicker of an episode. But we obviously have a lot of things to talk about. We have the NBA Finals wrapped up. Um, unfortunately, not in the Celtics' favor, of course. And then we also have the NBA Draft coming up on Thursday this week. So first thing, obviously, we need to talk about is the Finals. We... I believe we left off. We had game five on Monday. Then we had game six on Thursday night. Um, obviously, just very tough loss. Um, game six in particular, because of what we had riding on it, right? Um, it, it looked like it was going to be a game that was really going to fall in our favor. There was a lot of things going for us. We obviously have been super good. We were undefeated to that point in games after losses postseason. We are on our home court. We haven't been particularly good on our home court, but still like a combination of those things, like an elimination game. Um, we also got off to incredible starts. So we had a lot of things in our favor early on. Um, the crowd was really amped up, and we just weren't able to get it done. Um, I think what happened in game six was very similar to a lot of the things that really plagued us throughout this series. Um, a lot of that is turnovers. Turnovers are huge. Um, I believe during this series, at least during our losses, we had 73 turnovers in just four in our four losses, which is just crazy. Um, I averaged that to a little over 18 turnovers a game. Obviously, if you're an NBA final team, you can't be having that. If you want to win a championship, you can't be averaging 18 plus turnovers a game. Um, another thing was just our offense going anemic at times. We had a lot of times that the offense was really flowing, like, like I said, the very start of the game six. And then we had a lot of times where the offense would just stall out. We absolutely couldn't buy a bucket, which you just can't have happen. And it allowed the Warriors to go on these runs. I thought defensively for this entire series, obviously Steph Curry is going to do Steph Curry things. I thought we played fairly well defensively. Um, it was just really our offense wasn't able to ride enough. Like we were, in, we were struggling to score 100 points most games, which is I get that it's the finals and defense is amped up, jazzed up. But at the same time, um, you're going to be you're going to be able to at least score like 100 or so points if you're guys are going to really want to win an NBA Finals game in this day and age. So, very disappointing end to our season. Um, this was something that if we would if we would have said this happening in January, I would have been elated. Um, where we were at in January, early on in the season, like even earlier than that, December, I was thinking this team was going to be a playing team would have been lucky to make the actual playoffs, but this team was able to really pull together credit to EMA credit to all the players um, and turn the season around. Uh, this was a very successful Celtic season. I thought this was more successful than I thought it was going to be coming in. I really thought, um, I don't know if we mark these predictions. I just thought we were going to be a team that um, makes it to probably the second round, maybe the Eastern conference finals going to the NBA finals was huge for us. It's a big step. And there's definitely a lot to look forward to. I know it sucks that we're obviously we, – we lost this final. But at the same time, we have our two best players in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're 26 and 24, respectively. And I believe Steph and LeBron were both 27 or they're 27 and 28 when they won their first title. So there's still plenty of time. Like, this is a very young team at its core. Our two best players are under – most people consider, like, kind of peak age, 28 years old. They're both under kind of that peak age. And we have a lot of really young, promising pieces coming back. Uh, Robert Williams, the series um, in particular, I thought he was probably the most impact, positively impactful player in the series for the Celtics for the majority of the series. Um, he was dealing with health and health issues. 
Um, obviously, like injury stuff, and he was limited in some of the minutes he could play. And obviously, just being a bigger center, he's not going to be playing a ton of minutes. Uh, he's not going to be playing like 44 minutes like you'd see a star player like Tatum or, or Jalen Brown do. But in those minutes he was on the court, he's super impactful. He changed the ways the Warriors had to attack offensively because they were they were they were scared of him at the rim. Um, and he was able to hold his own enough on switches where he wasn't able to get picked on. So I obviously have been a huge fan of of Rob um, since we started this podcast. I've been very in support of Rob. He's an incredible player. Um, it it it's tough because. Like the thing I want to say, oh, but he was injured. Like he'll come back, but he's, he's constantly been injured. That is something that is a concern. Like he hasn't really had a fully healthy season yet in his career. So it'd be huge if he's able to, I don't know, just be able to, you know, stay healthy for a year or two. That'd be really cool. Uh, that'd be, give us a good shot at these, at another run to the finals. Um, we we're pretty fortunate during these playoffs that we didn't have one of our star players, like say with the bucks, with Chris Middleton go out due to injury. Um, for an entire series or two, that could have changed a lot of things, um, obviously. But I think we we're pretty fortunate with health. We got to hope that we're that fortunate again in the future. Um, no, I mean, not a whole lot can be said about that. Like I said, I thought Rob was very impressive. I thought Tatum was underperformed. I thought Jalen kind of did what I really expected Jalen to do. I don't have his stats right in front of me, but I just felt like watching the games. Um, he was a little sloppy and careless at times, especially with his handle, but he just felt like he kind of did what I expected him to do as our number two option. Um, the biggest disappointment really for me was our, was our bench unit. Our bench really provided nothing, I feel like, for the majority of the series. I think Derek White maybe had like two two really big games for us that really helped us out. But for the most part, we got very little production out of our bench, especially in game six. I think that, that first one of those one of those early substitutions, I believe, Rob came out and Derek White came in. That is when they started that that massive run. Um, and that really kind of changed the whole momentum of the game. So so hopefully in the future, hopefully all those guys step up. I'm pretty sure all those guys are still under 30 on our bench. I went over back. Derek White's the only one I'm not quite sure on age. I think he's probably I think he's like 27 or so. Um, he's still relatively young though. So all of our guys in theory should improve, other than maybe like smart and um Al Horford are kind of getting up there in age a little bit smart, only being about 28 years old. Doesn't mean he can't improve, just gets less and less likely as he ages. Um, Al, if he can come back, same production next year, it's looking good. Uh, I do think, I do think adding a piece would help. I think I said at the trade deadline, I don't think this is a championship team. I think I was wrong in that take. I think this team had enough players to win a championship, but I do, I did think they really need to kind of add another quality wing. Um, I'm hoping we're going to talk about that kind of later in both maybe a little bit touching on draft talk, but really mostly we talk free agents a little bit later, later in this off season. Um, that's going to be huge getting another, I think getting another wing or maybe Aaron Neesmith is that wing that steps up and is able to play clutch minutes. I do think having another guy that can maybe play some, some center minutes would be helpful as well. It'll be interesting to see what we do with Tice this upcoming season, but that's once again, things we're going to have to just wait and see on. Um, so, like I said, very, very disappointing that we got this far just to come up short. I think it was a good set for our players. It's often very hard to rebound. But one thing I would like to talk about um, is, I mean, we can't we can't go and notice the run that, that we had, the Celtics had, Jason Tatum had. Um, he really emerged as, as being a top-ten player in this league. The Celtics, they showed a lot of fight winning back-to-back uh, seven-game series against the defending champs and a really – 
playoff proven Miami Heat team. So I do think there's a lot of promising things to kind of build off of going forward. I think it's obviously tough to make the finals two years in a row, but hopefully this team is able to kind of reload with a little bit more talent next year is able to make another run. Once again, it could just be guys stepping up, but maybe adding a guy that could actually play a uh, meaningful, meaningful minutes would be, would be awesome. Um, so another thing I want to kind of talk about, I was hoping that maybe have a little banner on this about where Steph Curry, kind of some Steph Curry legacy talk, where does Steph Curry rank all time? Um, where does Steph Curry rank among all time point guards? Kind of that stuff. He's obviously he just as some of his accolades. He's won two MVPs, one unanimous. Um, he's won four titles, but one finals MVP. Uh, he's made a bunch of all, all NBA teams. I don't even mention that. Uh, that kind of resume does put him, I think, into that like Larry Bird, um, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson range. Uh, I think he's behind those guys, though. I personally, I think I would have got do some quick math. I think I believe I have Steph Curry. I think I'd have him about seventh. Right, because I'm doing it out of my head. I think that more than like I'm putting Michael, uh, Mike. Or sorry, Jordan. I don't know why I said Mike. Jordan, LeBron, Kareem ahead of him. Then I'm putting Tim Duncan ahead of him still as well. Um, that one's obviously a very close one. And then I'm putting Larry and Magic ahead of him. But then I think right there is Steph. I can make the argument for probably as high as four. Um, I, I personally think he's he's about seventh. I've seen him as low as like eighth or ninth on some guys' list. I probably wouldn't have him. I definitely wouldn't have him outside the top 10 by any means. I think he's uh, separated himself from KD, which I had them when I kind of made my own list. Like I tried to make my own top 50 list. I had him and Steph, uh, him and KD neck and neck. I think Steph's kind of pulled away from that. Um, now he's getting into like that. Okay. Shaq, like I said, Larry magic, Tim Duncan kind of range with players. So I think, once again, this would be a lot more entertaining with with a little bit banner, but I think that's probably where he he will end up. I mean, you never know. The Warriors could make another title that would kind of push him. I think you'd have to start pushing him into that, especially another Finals MVP, pushing that goat conversation um, into that top three or four guys of all time. But we'll see. We'll see what he does next year. Also, an MVP is completely off the table as he played very well to start this year and was kind of leading candidate for a long time. But once again, that's that's for the future. Right now, I'd probably have him about seventh. Um, okay. So our next segment, like I said, we have some, we have some NBA draft eligible players. Um, the Celtics, once again, it's not very fun. It sucks that last few years, Celtics have only gotten, um, not, doesn't suck as much this year. Cause it's kind of snuck up on me, but last year it really sucked. We were obviously at a very long off season and you're trying to get excited about draft prospects. I personally want BJ Boston. Um, who looks like pretty solid second round steal. Um, we of course went with Yo- Johan Bungaren. Um, but it, it kind of sucks. You spend all this time trying to like wait and see what happens, trying to uh, watch some, watch some videos, watch, read some stuff on some guys. Um, fortunately, I, we, we, I didn't, we didn't have that much time to really prep. Um, just a few days. I mean, once again, it's like a week between when the finals ended to the NBA draft. So I did look up some guys. I uh, thank you to John Hollinger. I use my athletic subscription and pretty much I'm just kind of picking and choosing guys that I think would would fit the mold for the Celtics at that 53 overall pick, right? You're not you're not getting a superstar, you're not really gonna get a proven guy at that point. Even some of the guys that are maybe low ceilings, 
like you've seen in the past. I mean, low ceilings, but you've seen guys like um, Malcolm Brogdon and Jalen Brunson go in the second round. Like those guys probably aren't going to be available at this point. Even those guys that are proven four-year guys that their biggest knock is their age, they're probably still not going to be uh, a slip all the way to 53. But I'm just going to point out some names, and I'm going to read a little bit of the blurbs about them. Uh, so first off, I have Tyrese Martin. He is 59th on John Hollander's draft board, or 59th ranked. Um, he's a 6'6 senior shooting guard from UConn. Um, so he has size. He has good good handle and defense. He's a good athlete. Um, he, he can play that back. Like He's probably going to be a backup wing at this point. Once again, these guys are probably going to be two-way guys. I'm not really expecting these guys to step up and play any sort of minutes this year. Um, decent rebounder for a guard position. Like you say, he can play the two or the three probably. Um, I just really like him because he fits that mold. He's a guy that can defend. He can handle a little bit. His shooting definitely needs a lot of work, but hopefully if he can spend some time in Maine, hopefully maybe he can improve on that. So that is Tyrese Martin's my first guy. My next guy is much more of a kind of high upside pick. Uh, that is Darn Barlow from uh, Overtime Elite. He's a power 40, six foot nine. Um, He's he's got a really he's a really big big kid like he's he's pretty long he's six nine well built seven three wingspan he's a pretty young guy um, he didn't play well for the overtime elite but he may be able to even transition into a center as that kind of a little bit of versatility um, just he's just a pretty solid pretty solid athlete um, his biggest knock is really his feel for the game, which I mean, with a young guy, especially in kind of a system, I don't really know how good the overtime elite system is like that could be a lot of, it's just not great coaching, not really, you know, doing what's best for the players individually. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see. He's kind of, he's kind of a high upside guy that I kind of like once again, if I ever remember this clear, like I'm no college basketball expert, I'm no scouting expert. I'm no NBA expert, even though I'm doing an NBA podcast. I watched a lot of Celtics games. College basketball, I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I don't watch a ton of scouting, uh, like NBA draft combine stuff. Um, so most of it's what I'm going off of is what I read, what I watch on YouTube with those with those highlight clips. So don't take too much stock. There's just the guys I've liked based on what I've read and seen out of them. Um, so next up, another power four. We have six, seven sophomore Jabari Walker from Colorado. Um, John Hollinger, his, his first line with him is just one of those guys with the nose for the ball, which obviously we love to see. We want a guy on the Celtics that, you know, can just, just come in. He's a hooper. Um, six ten with six, seven wingspan, not a great leaper, but he's a really good rebounder. He's a high motor guy. Um, which is huge. It's always nice. Um, well, sir, um, 39.9% career on decent amount of attempts from three. Um, could be a guy that stretches the floor a little bit as, as kind of a four or five guy. Um, a little bit of upside with him. I kind of, I kind of like it. You never know what he's going to be. Um, obviously, obviously limited a little bit by his, his vertical ability, but if he's a guy that's able to be physically able to be a good rebounder, shoot the ball a little bit, I think that's something that could help the Celtics in the future. Um, last one I have, this one might be a little bit of a stretch to be able to get him. He's listed as the 46th ranked um, prospect by Hollinger, so he probably won't be around at 53. Um, actually, I have, I have one more fan suggestion, but this is the last one I had. It was Peyton Watson. Um, he's a 6'7 freshman small forward from UCLA. Um, he has a good – 
he's listed he's Hollander states um he has an NBA ready body, um, but yet to really match with the skill. Um, he didn't really he wasn't very impressive at all. Um, at UCLA, he really struggled poorly from the field, didn't really impress with his skills on the court. But um, what are some positives? Oh, yes. So defensively, he averaged 5.6 stocks, which is just the combination of steals and blocks. So he's able to be around the ball defensively, um, a good rebounder for a small forward. Um, needs to limit his fouling. But we've seen guys like that. A lot of that could be coached out of him, hopefully. Um, he's a guy that can defend multiple positions. Um could be a game changer on defense just with his ability to be able to just make things happen. Um, definitely not the worst thing, especially if he does follow us at 53. Um, once again, I say he's listed at 46, so a little bit unlikely, but um, if you can't tell, we're going pretty defense heavy. No guys are really going to be super impressive. It just seems like that's that's the goal of this team um, for the future. It seems like we're going to be a switch every team, every, everything team until that changes. Um, the last name that was listed was Abu Baji who I believe is French. I looked him up briefly. Yeah, so I looked him up briefly earlier. He's from Senegal, sorry. But he's from playing at Barcelona, so Spain. Um, he's a major freak athlete. They're just basically hoping the sky's the limit. It was a fan suggested, uh, I believe it was a Yamadar Stan account, um, suggested to us. Um, I kind of looked at him. He's projected to go a little bit higher than 53. He looks like maybe late first, early to mid second. Maybe he'll fall all the way back here, but that seems very unlikely. Um, but I was kind of crazy just looking at him. Like he's 7'1, with a 7'8 wingspan. Uh, he's 230 pounds. He's basically just says he, he hasn't really shown any real skill, but he's just major upside, major, major upside. Um, so that's an interesting one. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, I asked that question on Twitter, who the Celtic, you like to see the Celtics draft at the 53 spot. Um, that was one of the suggestions. Uh, make sure to follow us on there. That'd be awesome. You guys will I'm sure have plenty of questions during free agency and draft talk. But um, that's all I have for today, at least basketball-wise. I did want to mention I did see Top Gun Maverick. Was very good. Um, much better than the original. Probably my second favorite movie this year behind Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I just raved about, one of the best movies I've ever seen. But even better than The Batman. I'm a big comic book movie guy, and The Batman was a great comic book movie, and I think uh, Top Gun Maverick was even better than that. So, um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. And we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll be back with a full crew. We haven't been back with a full crew for a while, so hopefully we can do that for you next week. And maybe talk post-draft stuff, maybe start getting into either some um, kind of reflection on maybe some of our preseason predictions or start looking ahead to free agency. But until then, peace.